Well, everyone, Joe here. If uh, glad to have you on uh, on the podcast. Uh, if you're listening, or if you found it another way, um, got with us, uh, Sarah Gallagher, and uh, a little bit of a engaged in a lot of different ways in the Columbus area around being sustainable and reducing your footprint and stuff. Um, I'm actually excited to learn a little bit more about what you do, and uh, and then get into some maybe some practical stuff around how we can. Uh, um, just have a better relationship with the environment and our impact on it. So why don't we start, just tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do and, and, and what do you care about? Absolutely. So again, my name is Sarah Gallagher. I live um, in Worthington, Ohio. And I guess for years, I've been interested in helping, helping, um, be more, helping people be more sustainable. And I started a business in May 2019 called Full Circle Source. And that business was kind of to sell people alternatives to their single use plastic things. But what I really found out in that time and even before that, that I just love education more than anything. And that's really um, what I've been focused on. I started in December actually um, working with Flow, Friends of Lower Olentangy Watershed, which is an amazing organization that um, helps preserve and protect the Lower Olentangy River. So um, yeah, I'm a mother of two. I have a 16 and 14 year old and we as a family have been doing this for years. And really it started um, really coming to mind when I had children and looking at all the extra waste I was bringing into our house and how to, how to stop that. Yeah. So it looks like you're engaged in some education. You work for an organization, started your own business. Um, you, you mentioned that this started, um, you started taking this seriously with children. Is that kind of when you got really interested in this? Did it start earlier for you? Kind of what led you into this becoming a big part of your life? So I grew up camping and being outside. So I've always been interested in it, but I think that you just don't think about it. You think everything's going to always be okay. You think you just don't think about, you know, taking that plastic bag or, you know, getting the plastic silverware or, you just don't worry about it. You think it's all going to be okay. And I just started noticing more and more or wondering more and more, where is this going? What is happening to this stuff? Does it ever go away? Um, and so it was really when we had kids that I really changed things. And my husband will be like, yeah, yeah, she really did change things. So, um, <laughs> but it, but it um, really became a passion and there were lots of different just highlighted things that happened for me that I just knew that I had to um, be part of this, be part of talking to people and inspiring people, hopefully, and um, learning as much as I can learn and learning along the way. Really, it's a journey, right? Well, this is all a journey for everybody. And so I just wanted to be part of other people's journeys and have people come on my journey. Yeah. So, you start asking the question, where does this all go? Because we just throw so much stuff away. Um, what yep. do you remember kind of what was the big aha moments for you in regards to, I mean, was it just asking the question or did you in the process of researching or, or learning, like, were there any aha moments where like, oh my gosh, this is actually what the situation looks like in regards to the stuff we throw away? Well, I would just start realizing, really noticing what was out there when I was taking walks too, right? I just, mm -hmm. I, and I've had friends take walks with me and they're like, you notice everything. And I can't 
can't not pick it up, right? It becomes my problem when I notice it. I can't just walk by it and be like, oh, well, someone else did that. Now I'm just going to leave it there. So I think that was some really big thing for me. And also go on a landfill tour, go on a recycling center tour. And it is eye-opening to every sense you have, to your smell, to your, I mean, it's just everything. Mm. So it's really, um, really important to do that. If you can go on a landfill tour, they're free. You can um, call Swaco and and, um, organize those or Rumpke. And I've also traveled. I've, um, you know, I've traveled some places around the world. I've been to India and to see what they have going on there, um, you know, and to see what we have going on here or in Spain, Cambodia, different places, um, just really gave me a more of a global sense of what um, the bigger issue, right? It's not just my neighborhood or just me, but that, um, yeah, I mean, we just need to make changes across the board everywhere. You know, that's really interesting. I didn't know that you could go on a landfill tour. I imagine that that would be, you know, with every other segment of of what I, I consider this, as we're going to be talking about how environmental care is really environmental justice. So when you think about a variety of justice issues, really kind of seeing it and, and getting into the uh, whatever that issue is, like showing up, um, is really important for our own trans- personal transformation, I find. And uh, so, yeah, I can imagine that would be really Interesting. I might have to organize a, a church uh, a landfill tour and uh, have yeah. us all go and check I'll it out. I'll give you the contacting. Yeah, absolutely. I have I have the contact. I'll give it to you. And it, like I said, it's free. Um, and they put you on a school bus and take you out. And um, they're actually doing free webinars right now as well. So if you get a group of people, I didn't say this before, I'm actually part of the Worthington Green Team as well, the Worthington Partnership Green Team. And that's one of the things we did for Worthington is a virtual citywide landfill tour. Um, and they were there to answer questions and stuff. But it is really interesting to take that and to learn that 75% of what goes to our landfill doesn't have to go there. It could be diverted in other ways. And mm-hmm. um, and to really, you know, about education around that, about why, why do we send some of the things we do to our landfill when we really don't have to. And we can extend that to last longer so that the other land doesn't have to be taken so that it can have just tons of trash in it that's just going to stay there for. I mean, hopefully a very, very, very long time. So the leachies don't get into the water and, you know, pollute the water and all sorts of different things. So really um, we want that, they want that to be extended as long as possible. So if we can divert, um, you know, 15% of what goes there is compost. If we can divert that compost to actually be Mm -hmm. made into new soil, um, you know, why wouldn't we want to do that? But I think a lot of people don't know that. And, and kind of it's those, those things, like you said, it's those aha moments when you know it, you know it, and you, it's hard to take those back. It's hard to, hard to be like, Oh, I'm going to throw this banana peel in the trash can and, and not feel like, Oh, I, yeah, I can't do that. It's, it's an interesting thing. And it's like, it's been interesting to see our kids, um, you know, walk through that path as well. So let me ask the, base, the the obvious question, and and you've certainly touched on it already. But um, someone's listening, and they they know they should care, but there's a difference between like sort of caring and like caring. You know, like like caring enough to to actually change behavior. What would you say to somebody like, here's why you should care, like, but care enough that you'd actually change your behavior in regards to what you throw away, how you recycle. You know, this whole conversation. 
why care? Yeah, I just really, um, yeah, I, I mean, and I've grown up in the church my whole life. And one of the things that I, one of the things that we really talked about was stewardship, right. And, mm-hmm. and really that this is the earth we're given, like, let's take the best care we can and let's lead in this. Let's not, mm-hmm. let's not just have other people do it and us come alongside, but let's step out and really, um, challenge each other, you know, challenge, mm-hmm challenge each other to do the best that we can do. It's, um, it's super fun too. It really is. I, 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 um, yeah, I just can't not care. And I think that's the thing. I think that you, we need to be great stewards of, of what we're given. And, um, this is how I feel called to do it. Hmm. You know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, um, not only stewardship, but this idea that we all have different gifts and talents, you know, that we offer and people talk about that, but I think we all have different passions as well. And I think it's really uh, important to not brush off people's passions, but to be influenced by them, you know, they're, they're a gift. And so I appreciate, you know, whenever I, uh, I I think I mentioned to you, I, and and this will be on the podcast as well. I had a conversation with my friend who's a climate scientist at OU, uh, studies Antarctica, and he's so intense, intensely passionate about this and had a, just a fun conversation. Yeah. And I left that conversation like I'm going to probably leave this one where I'm just like, I'm, let's do this. So um, in that regard, uh, what um, somebody is starting out or somebody who's like restarting, you know, uh, wants to make a couple, like wants to make a difference, wants to do this better. What are some of the real practical what are some of the biggest impact or easiest places to get started in regards to reducing your footprint or whatever the right way to re- refer to it, throwing away less stuff, uh, et cetera. What, what are some yeah. of the, the first steps you offer or suggest to people? So the first thing I say is do a trash audit. And I know that sounds crazy, but collect your trash for a week and go through it. Really look at what you're throwing away. If you don't know what you're throwing away, how are you going to change anything? Um, Mm -hmm. So really, that's the first thing. Um, And we collected our trash for two weeks and went through it and just saw, and obviously, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Some things are different. I'm trying to support restaurants that I typically would take my own carry-out containers to. I can't do that right now, so I'm um, you know, using their plastic containers and trying to reuse them, but, um, really look at what you have. Do you have food waste in there that could be composted? Do you have recycling in there that could be recycled? Um, do you, yeah. So just really looking at what you have, um, is the first step that I say to everybody, it's fun. And you can include, you know, your kids or, your parents or whoever, you can include everybody. Um, and that's a really great place to start. And, and it really is from there, you can change so many things um, and see habits about grocery habits and food habits and how many of those produce plastic bags do you have and, and different things like that. So really doing a trash audit is what I um, suggest always doing first. So this is so great because I got to be honest with you. When when I started this conversation, you know, got some questions. Uh, I did not expect two two results, two action steps. One landfill tour, and two trash audit. This is not <laughs> these are not things that I expected to come up in this conversation. 
I think they make sense. And I, uh, I, I, I think it's really interesting. I think it's gonna, uh, I think people, you need to be challenged and listen here, let's do this. Um, let's uh, just maybe, I wanna ask if you have any thoughts on this, you know, if you wanna go beyond some of the personal choices we make and think about the systems at play. So we, we often talk about mm-hmm. uh, justice in regards to it's more than just personal choices. There's systems at play that promote or or produce certain results in our community, whether that be local governments or uh, other uh, larger entities or whatever. Uh, if we wanted to try to make produce change in the systems that we kind of have to navigate, what what, what thoughts do you have? Uh, what advice do you have in regards to um, promoting? Um, I don't know a, a, a better a better community or yeah, a better way of organizing ourselves as a community, whatever community we're a part of, for the sake of this. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get it. We live in we we I say we live in this linear society, and it's not this circular society that would be amazing, right? That we would buy and then just get keep getting reused, and we live in this very uh, linear society. But I I um, our choices do make a difference, and I would mm. say that's a great place to start. It, they really do. I mean, the power of the people, right? And 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 it really does also. I mean, it's about this as well. It's about sustainability. Um, but I would. I mean, there is legislation that always happens, like House Bill Six and all that fiasco that it was. Um, so you can really um, talk to your legislators as well and make changes. And I think that um, coming together as a community and and asking for those big changes, um, and then. I'm just trying to, you know, another thing, just knowing, being aware of the system, really educating ourselves about what really that looks like. I think of fast fashion when you talk about that right now, I'm mm-hmm. thinking that's what's coming to mind and just being aware of what, where your clothes are made and who's making them and, and are people being paid right and not just washing that aside and just being like, well, that's out of mind, out of sight. Um, just really digging into knowing what we stand for as justice and and that every choice we make matters. Yeah. yeah. I remember, you know, the the fast fashion and just being aware. I remember in college I was in a environmental science class and the professor was talking about some of this stuff and even brought up the clothing conversation. And he said, you know, just uh go to, you know, your local department store and uh start doing an audit, you know, like it was like, he basically is like do an audit of where everything's made from and then look into those places and what that's like. And uh, it was just a really interesting, I don't think I actually did it, but like, I I didn't feel like I needed to, to know. Um, But it definitely um, kind of influenced my perspective. A similar question, you know, I I kind of uh, chatted with some of our staff and, and whatnot before meeting. And one of the questions that popped up was people get mixed, um, input on whether recycling helps, you know, there's like these little uh, stories around, uh, well, it just gets sold to other countries, or if there's not a demand or the overall footprint of transporting it, what, what do you know, or what are your thoughts on like, does recycling actually help? Is it worth people's (laughs) input? Yeah. So another tour you should go on is that Rumpke. It's very amazing and it's up to 10 people and you have to be in high school or older to take it. And I can send you that contact information as well. They're not doing them obviously right now, but that's the thing. I really, when I started taking those, I was like, this education is what I want to do. Um, I mm. love this so much. Um, but it, it, you know, I, at 
our here, our, our recycling center here. So I'm going to only talk about our recycling center here most of the time because every recycling center is so different. I mean, yeah. you go out to Fort Collins, Colorado, and it's entirely different list where my sister lives. And so it really mm. is. And I know that's the, that's the, one of the mixed messages, right? Because you just can't go from place to place and have it be the same. It really mm. is about where they can sell that end product. Um, and if we don't have a market for here, it here, we don't want them taking our recycling to just have it go to the landfill and us think it's going somewhere else. So, right. um, you know, glass, glass, um, paper, um, what am I, glass and paper, those things can easily be recycled, aluminum cans. It is, it's the plastic that can only be typically recycled a few times, mm. two, five times two to five times, and then you still have plastic waste. Sometimes mm. it's made into other things, um, but at the end of its life, it's still going to the landfill mm. where you can take an aluminum can and you can recycle that endlessly. It actually is back on the shelf within 60 days. So wow. it's, it's quite an amazing thing. Same with glass, paper. Paper is one of those things that you can actually compost a lot of paper, cardboard. You could actually do lasagna gardening um, with your cardboard. So, you know, those are the materials that, you know, it's the plastic that's really the man-made problem. And yes, plastic mm -hmm. has a lot of great applications that we're really, really thankful for and absolutely yeah. should continue. Um, but when it's, uh, you know, the single use or you're, it's just easily disposed of plastic. Yeah. Um, that's the ones that are really a challenge. Um, and I know that Rumkey, I mean, Rumkey here in Columbus, it's off of Fifth Avenue. Um, I was in, amazed how much of this stuff actually stays in Ohio. It actually wow. gets taken to other places and made into like um, hoses or benches and different things. And they just started taking number five plastic tubs. I don't know if you've heard that, which is super exciting. They, you could never do a number mm. five plastic tub before. Um, and they just started doing that because they have a buyer for it. They got a buyer that wanted it and they actually, I believe, got a, a grant or something for um, getting more equipment. And so they're now taking that and they hope to expand that program. Um, but you know, they have to get that word out because mm. I have people all the time who have no idea what they can and can't recycle. Um, and recycleright.org is the Swaco Rumpke page that you want to go to in Franklin County um, to okay. know what you can and can't recycle. And if it's hard to recycle stuff, they have places on there that you can take them to as well. Um, so that's a great website, um, website to go to for that. But it is. It's an interesting, it is interesting to start reading more and more about recycling um, and to see, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, they do, it's a for-profit business. Um, so, you know, they want, they want to make money with it, which, you know, is what it is. So. So it sounds like with like aluminum cans, glass, cardboard paper, they can either be recycled uh, in, like consistently enough to really be worth it and yeah. and or be compostable so multiple use but when it comes to the plastics they have a limited number of life cycles and then there's complications regards which kind of plastic can even be recycled and that changes so it seems yeah. like around the plastic stuff especially it to be the most effective we have to be educated 
on how how well it can be transformed into something else and how many times. And then that needs to, I'm assuming, translate into how we purchase stuff. What's your thoughts on like, um, how does that translate into what we buy, into what we um, find ourselves, um, you know, obviously plastic shows up everywhere. What are you doing to reduce? Mm -hmm. Because that seems like the most complicated and and most harmful, and then it's still around forever anyways. What are you doing to reduce your, your use of plastic? Yeah. So I always take my own bags when I go grocery shopping. If I don't take my own bags, I take responsibility for that and I leave it in the cart and I cart all my food out to my car and I'll put it in the car without any bags or I'll just carry it. And people always look at me like I'm crazy, but I'm like, I made I made the choice, right? I made a choice to not bring a bag in. I'm going to live with the consequences. I'm not going to take a paper or a plastic bag. I'm just going to not make that choice the next time, you know, um, produce bags. I take my own bags for produce so that I don't use those, um, thin plastic bags over and over again. I know a lot of grocery stores take those plastic bags. Um, there's always those bins at the beginning, but I just don't want to be part of that cycle. And so I take always my own um, plastic bags. My husband and I started making sourdough bread at the beginning of this pandemic, like so many people did, and we actually still do. Um, So I don't buy bread at the grocery store. Um, I'm trying to think of, and I really, I I sit there when you're informed about your, you know, you're trying to be informed about making a good choice. You're going to sit there and you're going to say, am I going to buy this? in plastic or here it is in metal, I'm gonna buy it in metal because I just can't, I can't justify this. If, but I have to also say, I mean, some people, it really matters. They only have so much to spend, right? On on groceries and different things like that. I mean, we all only have so much to spend, but I want, you have to give yourself grace in that too. You have to feed your family. And that's the most important thing. It's the, if you have a choice, then, then make it also for the environment, make a choice Mm. for the environment as well. Um, But I always Mm. choose an aluminum. I always choose um, if it's going to be a plastic, I just don't typically buy it. It's, it's a really rarity. I try to kind of do this 80, 20 rule. If I'm going to buy something in plastic, I have to be really aware that I'm not, I really think about what I'm buying. I also go to the farmer's market. Um, we have some amazing farmer's markets. And, and like we talked about earlier, Franklinton Farms has a great program to get fresh food into people in Franklinton and Grandview. And I mean, that's, we get a lot of stuff from their farm actually at the Worthington Farmer's Market. We go there at nine o'clock every Saturday um, and, and get our greens there right now and our carrots and different things. So it's really supporting other local people to give me food that's, I mean, not that far away. So just to know where my food comes from, it's huge. Um, it's, you know, how we want to live. Yeah, that's great. You know, this whole conversation reminds me of my, my friend over, I think it was probably two years ago, um, just particularly discouraged by the state of the world. I think it could become very um, overwhelming. Um, and this is before COVID even, you know, and that adds a whole other dimension to the stress of life, but just the state of the world separate from a pandemic. Um, and uh, one of his uh, methods for processing that and responding to it was he started composting. And I just thought like, that seems like a really cool, like, you know, like that's a really, and, and I think that fits into this conversation that we're having, like, that's one of those sort of things that's yeah. like, 
you can actually make a personal you can you can change your imprint on the world by thinking through where you get stuff and where it ends up when you're done with it and just be really intentional and so for my friend having a compost was something he was so proud of and just loved he just every time you went over to his house he'd show you his compost because you're so proud of it but i think when you get into this and you start investing and you start changing what you're doing from where you get stuff to where being intentional about where it's going to end up um i think it is really meaningful because it's it's important yeah and 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 there's this great quote from this woman named um she's zero way chef on instagram and she talks about how you know one person you know if one person and then they get everybody if everybody makes a change it actually does matter right it's not you feel so we we feel so in our own little space but yet if if i'm doing it and you're doing it and so on and so forth it really does change things and companies listen to that stuff they want money <laughs> i mean right so they 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 will change things if if we ask for it i mean i always it makes me always think of like um i'll say there's a macaroni and cheese company that uses certain or used to use dye in their food here but didn't use food dye in the uk because mm. the U- people in uk were like i don't think so i don't want that in my food so right. they took it out and changed it did they change the recipe right away for everybody? No, but we weren't demanding it like the UK. So it really does, you know, we have to use our voices. We have yeah. to fight for what we care about. That's good. That's good. Well, I think that's a great place to end. Uh, if you're listening, um, it sounds like we've got some homework. We need to do uh, a tour of the landfill. We need to do a tour of the recycling center. Uh, we need to do a trash audit. So if you're listening and we and you haven't heard an announcement about a landfill tour, which is not something that you would probably uh, um, uh, be, it'd be hard to forget if you heard that and be like, it'd be hard to gloss over that one. But if you haven't heard that, it's probably because I haven't uh, had the capacity or the right people to help me put it together. So uh, reach out to me and uh, we'll make it happen. Uh, I think it sounds like a great idea. Uh, Sarah, thanks so much for your time. Any uh, final thoughts before we uh, end? Well, I just wanted to say there's a book. Another thing that we always do is we enjoy the library so much. Obviously, I think everybody in Columbus knows we have the best library in the world. But this is a book that came out. I don't know if you've ever seen this book before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a great, informative book that talks about 100 different ways. And I And I know we all need to start with one thing, right? Absolutely. But this is, like I said, a great book to just um, read more about. So I would suggest um, this book for anybody who's really interested in getting um, more into and that is how to be sustainable for, in lots of different ways. And it talks about things. About- for those listening, though, that's called and I draw down the most comprehensive plan ever proposed mm-hmm. to reverse global warming. And it's edited by Paul Hawken. Drawdown. So that's the book we should it's, be looking for at the library. It's, it's- yeah, it's by, uh, I mean, tons of scientists and all different people. I mean, it's not just one person. And it talks about all sorts of things from um, education to solar power to, yeah, just all sorts of things. Composting's in there too. So it just talks about how you can really make a difference with those things. So anyway. That's great. 
Yeah, that's great. So if you want to dig into this deeper, that's the book. We should we should find a drawdown. And uh, if you want, uh, we'll include that link uh, wherever you're listening to this. We'll try to put that link to uh, uh, information about that book and um, should be good. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, it's uh, good to chat with you.